And why do we turn away? We turn away because we're afraid. Today's episode is called Grieving Our Times with a Death Doula. In this show, I ask Stacy one question, and she takes the rest of the show to answer it. And that question is, how would you speak to all of us, to the whole society, all of us who need a death doula right now as we face the figurative or the literal end of things that really matter to us. Stacy doesn't just give people cheap hope. What Stacy do is she helps people face their fears. But by facing them, she's going to help you and me think a little bit about how we can then turn our moments, every moment, right here in this world, into love. And that through that, we have hope, not because we have hope in structures in society, but we don't give up hope. We don't even give up hope that even our enemies might be saved and come out from darkness into the light. Let's go. There's a lot of, well, definitely, definitely fear, um, but fear for a number of reasons. Um, there's definitely a sense of, of some sort of darkness that some folks are feeling. They don't know exactly even what that means or entails, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. It, it's, it's scary. And not knowing how to even, how do you, you know, deal with that? How do you wrestle with, how do you live and still try to find moments of joy when there is this sort of overwhelming sense of everything isn't okay and there's this darkness, there's, I don't know, like, (laughs) could the world end? I mean, is this the beginning of the end? And what would that look like? I don't know. There's like so many, there's so many tensions in the air. There's so many people that are angry, that are depressed, that are super sad. There's so many people that feel really lonely right now. And they're so afraid of being alone. Some people I know are so afraid of being alone, they are changing their advanced directives so that they don't end up in a hospital because they think that if they end up in the hospital, that means that they will die alone. And even if they die earlier, what's worse than getting that help is the possibility of dying alone. And then on the flip side, there's the loved ones that feel so helpless. They want to honor the wishes of their loved ones, but, I mean, what's right? Letting them die sooner, that's really hard to let them go. Um, Having them go to the hospital, and then they just feel so helpless. They're at the mercy of nurse communications about what's going on. They know that their loved one is just sitting there alone 
afraid and they don't want to die alone. That is, that weight, that, like, what do you, what do you do in these situations? You have people that are struggling to help as other people are grieving. Words are so hard to find when, when you're in a moment of, you know, your deepest pain. People don't know what to say. It's re- and, and words really aren't what you want. Often, we used to be able to rely on a hug. I just being with somebody next to them. But a lot of times we can't even do that now. We can't give that hug. I mean, how do you give a, a hug over Zoom or over the phone? Like, it just isn't the same thing. It's that human touch, we need it. That community, we need it. I look at those, there's people that are hungry they're losing their homes. They're trying to figure out and scrounge around and figure out how, how do I feed my family? My, I don't know, create a different career path because the one that they were on isn't working because who knows when it'll be open. It's really scary to think that the whole thing that you have trained for all your life isn't working to pay the bills right now. And you got kids or people to take care of, people that count on you. I mean, the the weight, the burden of that. This is what I'm hearing. And then other people sometimes, you know, sort of, you know, you hear, well, if you work really hard, you know, then that's how you stay out of these messes or whatever. It's like, well, I think you were just lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time. Because any of this could have been any of us in any of these situations. But that's like some of those pieces that we tell ourselves that it couldn't possibly happen to us. That's somehow a wall or a defense that we put up to help hope that we might be immune to some of the, the pain and the suffering all around us. There's so much that we have lost. There is so much that we are grieving. And when we grieve, grief comes, grief comes in different forms and we can be all over the map with it. And it's not, unfortunately, it doesn't just take this easy, easy step from one phase to the next. So some of it's anger. Some of it's going to be sadness and depression. Sometimes it's denial. There's all these stages of grief that sometimes it's acceptance. We're, we're in all, all of us at different times are in a different process of some of the grieving that we've done. But make no mistake, we've all lost something. We don't interact the way we used to. We are changed forever by the idea that there's this pandemic, this thing that can come in and take over 
almost the entire globe, it seems, to impact people in different ways. That's scary. Often, when we see pain and suffering, the way we tend to deal with it is by looking away. And a lot of times it's maybe because it's just too hard to see the pain that somebody else is feeling. Sometimes it's denial that that even exists, that, 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 pers- that life like that, that somebody has to deal with it and they just, somebody can't handle it and they just look away because they don't want to acknowledge that. Think about it though. Look away. Somebody notices when somebody looks away from them. I got a small little taste of it, uh, of what that kind of feels like. Just a small little, little, little taste, little tiny little, little prick of finger taste. <laughs> and that was when we would walk our dog, Bindi, during the time of. This is, you know, the pretty intense part of lockdown and, and, you know, I, you know, whatever, stay shelter at home kind of thing where, you know, everybody's not really going anywhere as much as possible. And, and we would step out for the walks for our, our dog. And, and it was especially during that time when it was known that everybody really was mostly all in the house that when we walk past people, I, you know, usually pre all of this, they, people would just smile. They would want to usually pet Bindi. They would love, you know, the, the stop and we, the pets would interact or whatever. And th- there was just so much that was just shared with smiles and, and, and things. And even these just brief moments of walking past somebody on a path. And, and then with the pandemic, we would go out, it was almost as if we didn't want to like acknowledge that I even existed. That as if you're passing somebody, you want to like pretend like that just didn't happen because what we're not really supposed to see people. We don't know, you know, like <laughs> how far away is even safe, you know. So it just was kind of one of those things where not even acknowledging one another might be easier than having to look the f- a fellow human in the eye and even acknowledge our, our joint suffering. I don't know, that really threw me off. I would you know, try to say hi and I would get no response. I would look, nod, whatever, and I would say nine and, <laughs> nine and a half out of ten. I don't know why the half comes from, but I'm just saying that many, it was that few times when I actually received back any sort of acknowledgement that I was there. Could you imagine if that's all you've known in life? Or you're going through something extremely traumatic and that's what people's response is? They just look away? almost as if they can't handle a world where you exist. That is loneliness. 
we've all been there at some point, and some people have to be there all the time. And when we see somebody in pain, when we see somebody suffering, even if whatever it is is so hard to look at, what if you were actually just somebody, I don't know, like it it got really bloody or something, and it was just you faint or something. If it's the pain is too hard to look at, you can always look somebody in the eye. Just look them in the eyes. And let them know that you're there, that you're present, that you're with them. If they're able to share any of their story, if they're ever able to talk to you, and no matter what stage of pain or suffering anybody's in, if you look them in the eye... And truly listen and hear their story. Sometimes when we, we so-called help, it's maybe to go give a handout or it's, I don't know, to just do something you know nice for them or whatever and maybe something to take them away from you know their, their moment of pain or suffering for a second or whatever. And that's important too. But what's really important is in the midst of that pain and suffering that we let them share their story or not share their story, but that we're right there next to them. Whatever they need, we meet them where they are at. If somebody is acting out or, I mean, there's, there's pain there. There's pain there somewhere. You can't make assumptions about even what it is. You've, to look somebody in the eye and ask them, how are you doing? How can I help you? And really mean it? Do you know what that means for somebody? If we turn toward their suffering instead of away from it. And why do we turn away? We turn away because we're afraid. What if that was us? Or what does it mean Like when we don't have the answers? What... I don't know. There's so many reasons why we're afraid. We're afraid of, you know, when, it will, yeah, when, when and how will our own pain and suffering be in the future? We don't want to be alone. We all want love. We want acceptance. We want to belong <laughs> to something we want to, I don't know, we, we all belong in this community of, of love. <laughs> There's a space for everyone. That's the beauty of it, that that doesn't run out. That, and that stuff is infectious. It takes off. Why are we so sparing with our love? <laughs> for everybody? especially those that are in pain and that are suffering. If there's one thing you can do is maybe start listening. Where is there pain and suffering around you? (laughs) Unfortunately, we don't have to go too far these days. 
And can we listen? Can we look in, in the eye? Can we turn toward? I hope so. That's the hope that I'm not going to give up on. That's the hope that I have. I just want you all to know that I hear you. I hear your pain. And I can't look away. And when we are grieving, we do need to acknowledge that. We don't judge it. It's okay. These are very, very tough and difficult times. It's best for you to recognize where you're at and be honest and truthful with it. And if you are able to, share that with somebody. If there's anybody around you that can listen, but grieve that. And those turning toward that in yourself, for yourself, is one of the first steps to being able to come out on the other side. And it doesn't mean that you never had the loss. It doesn't, you know, yeah, it's not magic that it wipes away everything. But it, that you find a way to still live and embrace life even in spite of that. Like, you've overcome something. And it's one more little piece of our story of how we can connect and help others because we've been down some difficult roads. As I think about this, all of a sudden this song that I learned back in high school comes back into my mind and it was the book of John thirteen thirty four and 5 and I can't sing it all but basically the new commandment I give you is to love one another as I have loved you now go love one another you are one of my disciples if you love one another folks when somebody really is loving you you do know that you can trust that Real love, you don't have to second guess. Real love, you just know. Can we be real love to one another? And I mean real love, not pretend love. If, if there's any way that we can find it in our own hearts to give love to somebody to help ease their pain, to help just let them know that somebody cares, somebody's paying attention, that their story matters, that they matter, and they are loved. I love you all. I hope that you can find that deep peace upon peace. Thank you, friends. <laughs>